Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of Two Pete in a Podcast. I'm Michael Platten, and with me I have... Simon Strawn. Hi, everybody. That dude. Right. We are going to be talking about the whys of constipation. Why does a child have constipation? And we're going to start by separating this into age groups. So why do newborns have constipation? Why do infants have constipation that's under one years old? Uh, Why do toddlers and why do children have? And we're going to be covering a few reasons around those. So let's start at the beginning then and say that um, we expect a child to pass stool within the first 48 hours of life. If the child has not passed till within the first 48 hours, we do then do something to try and unblock the bottom end, the anus, and it may just be putting your finger up or putting a suppository because you can have a bit of a plug of mucus that then comes out and then there's no problem. There are certain medical conditions where children uh, will not pass stool in the first 48 hours, uh, and those we clearly will need to be looking for. And there may be something where there's a blockage in the bowel. There may be a horrible condition called cystic fibrosis. But these are conditions that we would look for if the child has not passed stool in for the first 48 hours. And then going onwards, those children will still have difficulty passing stool and may have constipation. When we then go into feeding children, generally speaking, breastfed children don't get constipated unless there's some other medical problem. Uh, But they can go five or six or seven days between stool, but they don't pass hard constipated stool. Formula-fed children, though, Mike, I mean, we do see a bit more constipation in Mm. formula-fed kids. It's quite often that we see it. And with formula-fed babies, we are looking at one stool in 24 hours that is soft. At a push, pardon the pun, but at a push, we can... uh, go for 48 hours without a stool as long as it's still soft. Yep. But if it's any more than that, then we're, we're concerned that something else is going on. Either there's an intolerance for the milk or they're not getting enough fluids or there's something else anatomically wrong. Yep. In the older child, we break it down into are they getting enough fluid? Are they getting enough fiber? Are they getting enough activity or exercise? But we'll speak about that in the treatment. Uh, because if children are not getting enough fiber and fluid, they don't have the, the stimulation of the intestine to actually make it work. So fiber tickles the intestine as it moves through the body and it actually makes it squeeze along. I'm sure if you've ever had all-brand flakes or wheat bix, you can actually feel it working. It makes your intestines a bit more irritate, irritable. May make more gas, feel it more yeah, so it basically provides it work. <laughs> yeah, it provides a bulk so that the, so that the intestine can contract mm. and get those peristaltic waves going. Exactly. Now, if we have that bulk, but we don't have something to lubricate it, like water or fluids, then it gets stuck. And the, like we've discussed, the longer it stays there, the more water gets pulled out, and then we get constipation. So, first port of call for any child before I move on to older children, but any child is make sure they're drinking enough water and that they have a, a good fiber diet. But it needs to be a balance of both. Because if you have more fiber with not enough water, constipation. Yeah. That you're trying to fix. Yeah. So we, we're talking here about a term we refer to as functional constipation. Mm. So it's got to do with the functioning of the bowel. So it assumes that the bowel is working correctly, 
but there are things about around what the child is eating or not eating or how much the child is eating or the behavior or the rhythm of the child that has led to constipation. We then have what we call non-functional, which is pathological, or that means there is another reason for the constipation. So there is something wrong with an illness, a disease process, a twist, a blockage, or something in the bowel. Uh, but that is generally a more sudden onset, uh, much more severe, rather than just suddenly a day or two your child's passing a bit of heart stool. So we're predominantly talking about functional constipation because the other non-functional things, the more serious things, generally the child is sick as well. You're not going to miss that your child is also sick. Mm. Yeah. So that goes into the, the next section. So there was the diet and water. The illnesses that Simon is talking about are allergies, uh, the anatomic abnormalities, and then also medication. So we have to unpack all of those. See, does your child have an allergy to something? Most common is cow's milk protein allergy and classically causes issues in under one-year-olds. Next thing is, in terms of anatomy, are there, like you said, Simon, blockages, twists, and things? There's also an entity that we call Hirschsprungs, and that's where the the nerves in the stomach or the intestines, last part, the, the colon, did not form properly. And that causes a very, very, very tight uh, contraction of the intestines that causes a blockage. There's a tiny little hole normally where the poop can go through. So they are constipated because they cannot pass that stool through there. Yeah, so you have a section of the bowel where there's no nerves. It can be a small section or a large section. So you can imagine everything's working fine, the poop's coming down, the peristalsis is squeeze, 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 squeeze. All the feelings are right, and suddenly you come to, bro, there's nothing. There's no, there's no nerves at this section of the intestine to keep it going, so it just stops there. Sometimes it'll go through if it backs up and backs up and then pushes itself through. But the point is it presents with constipation, and it usually presents with constipation from birth. So that is one of the things we were talking about in the newborn when they haven't passed stool after 48 hours and there's a problem with them not passing stool. That's the kind of thing we think about. Okay. And then the last thing, the last important thing that I want to talk about is medication. There are a couple of medications that actually cause constipation. And the main, most common one is codeine. And that is hidden in your combination medicines. This is also important for children, not just newborns. That codeine or anything that is morphine-like will cause constipation. That's why we give something called Imodium, because that is similar to codeine, and it stops the the intestine from squeezing the poop out. When they've got diarrhea. When they've got diarrhea. Yeah, so we're giving that, and it just stops them and causes constipation. So we try to eliminate that. Simon, is there anything else that you can think of in terms of why children might be constipated? Water, diet, medication, allergies. Laziness. Toilet training. Yes, laziness. Or, or, or being too active. We often see, okay, so you have toilet training issues where children don't actually want to go to the toilet so then they hold their stool, hold their poop in. And then it gets hard because it's still inside there. And then finally they poop and then it causes pain and then they don't want to poop again. We've discussed that. And they need one episode only one of those episodes where they've been too busy playing 
and they've held it in and then they've gone. They've had a really sore poop. It may even have caused a bit of a tear and a little bit of blood. <laughs> then you have to get over the next time they go where they're going, uh-uh, I'm not doing this mm-hmm. again. So one episode. So, yeah, toilets, being aware and trying to encourage children to go to the toilet. You know, there's this thing called the gastrocolic reflex. Gastro being stomach and colon being colon. And we all know it because when do you generally need to go and poop? Just after you eat. Really? No, yes, after you eat. After you eat. Gastrocolic because your stomach stretches. And or then the peristalsis starts and you suddenly go, oops, I need to go. Uh, and I'm sure that most people will know one thing that they can eat or drink that makes their tummy work. Everybody has their thing that stimulates them. So ideally then what you want to do for your child is you want to try and encourage the child to go to the toilet just after a meal because they're very likely to have success and then it should be easier. And if they can have one really good dump a day, it's very unlikely they're <laughs> going to get constipated. Yes. Uh, oh, dear. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, so we, we get very, very desensitized to medical terms. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we're done. On that cliff? Yes, I think we're done. There was, I think there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, yes, okay. You had discussed toilet training, but also when children start school or when they're playing with their with their friends, they don't want to go to the toilet, so then they, they hold it in. Mm. And that, yeah, carries on the cycle. Yeah. That was the little thing. Yeah. So they just need to, sometimes you need to remind them. And you say to them, hey, it's been a few hours, go, go and have a wee, and they say, no, I don't need to go. No, daddy. Well, go just, yeah, go and do it. Okay, we'll find out what works for them. But that's about it for constipation, the why of constipation. Next up, we're going to be talking about treatment in episode 28 and then warning signs thereafter. So your children have allowed you to... Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.careforkids.co.za and that's the numeral four and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook at two Pete in a podcast at two Pete in a podcast TWO not the numerical two this is our disclaimer the information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion we're giving it to you for your own information Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.